You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Hello, lovers. Welcome to You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you can come to discover the best things you never knew existed, and the show where you can force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. My name is Koji. I am a part-time zookeeper and full-time reincarnated space prince. And with me, as always, is my good friend and future cottage goer, Andrew mm-hmm. Patterson. Yay. You excited? Yeah. I mean, the weather is not looking ideal, but it'll still be fun. Yeah, it's going to sure. be a good environment Yeah, to just relax. A little pirate-themed party. Show with the bros. Yeah. And the bro, bro dads. Yeah. Dad bros. The dros. For sure. Bros and the dros. Uh... But we're here to Let's talk do, about yeah. <laughs> the hidden, the hidden gem, uh, attack the block, and the you gotta love it, Jupiter ascending. Yes, the Channing Tatum, Eddie Redmayne, Mila Kunis. Um, there's like a million people in this movie. Yeah, I'm trying to remember everybody. But okay, let's start with the with the hidden gem as we do. Attack the block. So what did what did you think? Because we started this conversation. Yeah, it is a right. John Boyega vehicle, British movie about aliens landing in uh, a certain town or uh, one block radius, I guess. Yeah. Of this uh, apartment complex. Yeah. And um, these kids kind of have to defend it. From this alien invasion. Yeah. They're little shitheads, too, the kids. Yeah. They're well, like. So that's what I, I. One of the things I really liked about it is the quote unquote heroes of this movie aren't actually heroes. It opens up with them robbing a, a lady. Yeah. But like in a, in a, in a like physically threatening way. Like one of them pulls a knife and then they beat, they find an alien and beat the shit out of it. Yeah. Which I thought was all. You refreshing? Know, it's refreshing because it. Most movies, it's pretty cut and dry. This is the hero. These yeah. are the villains, whatever. And I mean, there's tragic hero films, but this isn't even that. Like you're supposed to root for these guys almost from the beginning, but they're they're like shitty people. Yeah, and then there's slightly shittier people that are scary, scarier than them that run the hood. So I think also the block is the building. Yeah, like it's like the slang for the building. Well, but I, I don't know if it's like, it, it's almost like a, a, a building with like a... Uh, they're like the stacks. There's like something like in the, the center. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's like, like a, a low... Inc- of yeah, it's like a low... It's like a low income housing, you know, uh, area. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of terms that I just don't know, but I'm just describing it to the best of my ability. And so it's kind of a rough neighborhood. Right. You know, and well, the, kid, I think, the main characters are kind of like products of that environment. And yeah. then their drug dealer, played by uh, Nick uh, Nick Frost. Nick Frost. Yeah. <laughs> and then his his kind of boss, 
which is an even scarier person who's kind of at the top of the totem pole. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll there, talk. There's some social commentary there, I think. Yeah. And there's definitely like, I saw this movie a while ago. Right. I think it's, uh, I don't, I don't really know how to describe. I, I would say it's a hidden gem insofar as it does. It is a refreshing take and it is like an indie film, you know, like yeah. I think obviously John Boyega kind of like launched his career or at least put him somewhat into a spotlight. They used mostly unknowns. If I remember correctly, just based on around the time I saw the movie, the research, the, the actors were from, uh, they were from different neighborhoods around London, but like they were all on un- unknowns. Like right. they, they well, other than, other than Nick Frost, obviously. Other than Nick Frost, um, and uh, it was also another cool thing is that it's produced by uh, some of the I don't think Edgar Wright, but produced by the people that did Shaun of the Dead, Scott Pilgrim, Hot Fuzz, all the Edgar Wright movies. Okay, that makes sense. So, which yeah, which makes sense why Nick Frost is in it as well. Yeah. But it's definitely like, uh, it's cool. I think one thing that both of the movies that we're talking about today have in common, for better or for worse, is that they are examples of original science fiction properties or just original properties that somebody took a chance on. You know, like they were like, okay, like. Well, so there's another interesting thing, though. That okay. this is what I thought you were going to say that they have in common. Not only are they sci-fi properties, but they're sci-fi properties that contain social commentary about today's society. Yeah. Uh, pretty heavily. Yeah. Like I, this, I would say Attack of the Block is a little bit more subtle than um, Jupiter Ascending. Jupiter Ascending, but yeah. they both have pretty heavy-handed, <laughs> like pretty pretty heavy-handed messages about how things are. Like it's pretty yeah. clear. There's a moment in this film where John Boyer goes to his apartment. Like you see all of them interacting in their daily lot, not their daily lives, like their but, environment. Like, but yeah, they, they, at one, at one point after they beat up the alien, they go home and they realize that more aliens are coming. Mm-hmm. So they want to gear up to get ready to take on the aliens. Mm-hmm. And it shows each of them going into their apartment and what their life is like. Mm-hmm. And it's variations on, you know, like you said, lower income type situations. And, but one of them is like, comes from a very loving home, you know, and probably just wants to fit in with the rest of his friends. One mm-hmm. of them, you know, is in a tough situation or whatever. And then, but they, they don't show John Boyega's home. They just show him opening the door and, and then going in and that's it. You don't mm-hmm. see what his home life is like. And then there's a reveal later on. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, there's a pretty strong message as to why these kids are the way they are. Yeah. In this film. Yeah, totally. So that, yeah. So there's definitely lots of, I would definitely recommend it. I think for me, it was really hyped up, not even by people that I know, but just like hyped up in general. Like, oh, you fucking got to see this movie. Like, it's amazing. And I saw it and I was like, okay, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I Um, think it's like, it's like anything. A known uh, hidden gem, if you will. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Like, yeah. It's one of those movies. If you haven't seen it, you've heard of people say that it's a really good movie that was under the radar didn't, sure. didn't see a wide theatrical release yeah um i uh there are better sci-fi films for sure yeah and like even even better takes on this sort of premise one thing that yeah one thing i remember not even liking about liking is the wrong word because it sounds really morbid but uh 
because they're kids, yeah, it surprised me when they like kill them off, right? Because like it'd be like watching like a like Stranger Things or like a Stand by Me or like you know the Goonies or whatever, but like like one of the kids gets decapitated, I think. Um, maybe when the when the when the rest of the aliens come and they attack the building. Oh yeah, yeah, right. And then like that one kid, just a dog get, gets killed. Yeah, that one kid gets like disoriented and gets killed or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it's not just like evil. You're like, oh, that's the bully or something. You know, yeah. like they're just like you do kind of sympathize as you're. Oh, sorry, as yeah. you're saying, as uh, as as uh, more is revealed about why they are the way. It'd be like watching The Wire, and you're like, like Wire season four. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I feel really bad for these kids. I mean, it's basically like watching because like, and then some of them die, which is basically what happens in The right. Wire as well. But you know, like the, you're just this, like, oh shit! But like, you're I not didn't... expecting it in a sci-fi movie. The stakes are kind of raised as soon as the first kid yeah. dies. You're like, oh yeah, all so, bets are off. Yeah, well, and because and because they're kids, you just think it's going to be like a kid's adventure, them defending the neighborhood. But then you're like, oh no, the stakes are high enough that they will just get brutally murdered by these these creatures. Like, yeah. it's... well, also one of the guys that they deal with is not the nicest character either. No. So, I mean, I would I would definitely recommend this though. I w- yeah. I would tell people to to check it out. It's kind of one of those sleepers, and it's not something that I would necessarily say you have to watch this over. Like as an example, there's a couple movies that I could. If we're talking about time travel, you know, I might say see Twelve Monkeys, see Time Crimes, see Coherence isn't really time travel, but like, you know, the whole mind bending world view thing i'd be like check out those movies because mm-hmm. they do it you know, I, know like, I know you love looper that's another good one i don't love looper i know um, i like looper though so like i would say see those movies before seeing say interstellar or looper i would say see the movies that i mentioned yeah. but this isn't a movie that i would never necessarily say to somebody uh now now i'm back on uh, attack the block it's mm-hmm. not a, necessarily a movie that i would say to somebody okay see this movie before you see these other sci-fi films but i'd say if you're a fan of sci-fi and you you know you're kind of getting tired of same old the same thing you know yeah. maybe take a sunday night a sunday like, yeah i would recommend i would recommend that somebody watch attack the block before they watch say alien versus predator uh two when sure or the, even one well, yeah, but the funny the the comparison there is that in Alien vs Predator two they attack that like small town, so oh, it's like sure. the people like this you know it's yeah. like the aliens and predators on Earth, but like in a small town like circa mid two thousands, and they're like in the high school being chased by like an alien, it's fucking ridiculous. Are those movies canon? I'm just kidding. They're obviously not. In the alien world, there's no way that Alien vs. Predator, Predator 1 or 2 are part of that arc. I don't know. Alien vs. Predator 1, I feel like they still were trying to cling on to something to fit it into the canon. Alien vs. Predator 2 is like the most absurd. The, how it ends, too. Like that guy has been like, I don't... I mean, fucking, I, I guess... Do you remember... Have you... When was the last time you saw Alien vs. Predator 2? In the theater. Yeah. Okay, because I own it, because I have the like box set that has all of the movies, like Predator One, Two, Alien vs Predator One, Two, Alien One, Two, Three, Resurrection, yeah. all that shit. Not Covenant though. No, not yet. Mm-hmm. It's it, released now. You can buy it if you want. Yeah. Oh, I'll probably buy it. Yeah, but okay. but but I just remember watching it being just utterly disinterested. 
as soon as they establish that it's just like a slasher movie, like in a high school town. Yeah. You know, it's just so so stupid. Anyway, what are some of your favorite sleeper sci-fi films then? I think Moon. Oh, yeah. Moon is really good. I really liked Ex Machina. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Both those you mentioned, those are movies that I would say see before you see some other shit. Yeah. And Although it's like not, one, it's not action sci-fi. Neither of those are action sci-fi. Okay. Sci-fi. Those are one, like psychological. Right. One that I think I've probably mentioned many times on the show before and I still maintain is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe I just have a, some sort of connection to it because like other people generally don't feel like it's as amazing. Generally is Sunshine. I think Sunshine is a super underrated movie. Okay. Like super underrated. It's got a great cast. It's conceptually, I think, is great. Yeah. And I think that there are plot points in there that have never been addressed in another sci-fi type movie slash end of the world scenario, which I think is why I like it the most. Yeah. Uh, it's beautifully filmed. The soundtrack is amazing. Like I, that's a movie that I probably have recommended in one of our first episodes. But if yeah. I haven't, definitely that would be on my list. Um, I think that movie's great. Yeah, yeah, I no, fucking love it. I definitely, uh, I liked it as well. One of the ones I don't know—is this a hidden gem or or, or not—is uh, Gattaca. I think it's just old enough to be a hidden gem because I I really like that film and like. Not that we're, I don't know if, if if things would ever get to that point for the human race, but who knows? But I, I just like the idea that genetics predetermine a lot of things and like people are trying to, uh, not people aren't even trying to um, circumvent it. It's just kind of like accepted as the way of things. But, uh, you know, one guy just really wants what, to be an what astronaut. Ge- what genetic manipulation you mean? Well, manipulating like the, the like, embryo but it's not i mean that's there's part of that but it's also just if you are born regardless of whether or not you are manipulated um we just know what you are going to be capable of what you're going to do yeah or what you are not suited to do right um i really like that yeah I, i like that concept and like how meticulous he has to be to hide who he is can you know, we can I feel, yeah i feel like this is actually a good segue to the next movie Oh, talking about genetics? Ta- well, talking about genetics, talking about sci-fi concepts, like mm-hmm. concepts in sci-fi movies. Yep. Because for our You Gotta Love It, conceptually, there is some cool stuff. If I wanted to talk about the things I liked about this movie, there's yeah. a couple things they scratched the surface of that they really kind so, of belly flopped on, but like there was... Before we get into it, just describe the movie for you, Jupiter Ascending. Mm-hmm. It... I'll say right away that it is not what I was expecting it to be. I didn't know that any of it took place on Earth. I didn't know that at all. I, I knew that based on the trailers. And so, well, I don't even remember the trailers, but the story is Mila Kunis is uh, from a middle class or lower middle class family. Her job is cleaning people's houses and she really doesn't care for her life. Uh, and then one day she see some weird stuff like some aliens trying to abduct her roommate essentially and snaps a photo of it and then doesn't remember it happening but looks on her phone sees the photo 
is like, oh, is that, did that actually happen? Like, what, what the fuck's going on here? And then it turns out aliens are real, and she is the, reincarnation is kind of the right word, but the uh, exact biological duplicate of the former princess of, I don't know, the galaxy or part of the galaxy or something along those lines. And there's a whole sort of um, family dynamic that, that takes place in space of these people who own these planets and someone wants to use her to take control of Earth so that they can harvest humans. Is that accurate? Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the things I liked is the, the idea of quote-unquote reincarnation of biological equivalency. So what it was is humans have existed for mo like millennia on top of millennia living yeah. in space and they're like super advanced and they what they do is they seed planets with a biological material so that other humans will grow mm -hmm. so they can later harvest those humans to create this sort of gel that um rejuvenates the space humans <laughs> cells right so that they can continue to live essentially forever as long as they can get these so the idea is they create these planets and right as the planets hit um i don't know prime maturity like a like a like a like a grape but but, but the idea is that the planet is becoming unsustainable for human life because mm -hmm. there's so many of them um and it, like essentially what we're going through right now with global warming all this stuff like we're about to the planet is on the verge mm -hmm. what they do is they harvest all the humans make this gel out of them and then maybe reseed the planet. That, that wasn't mm -hmm. really clear to me. But what was clear was that Earth is one of the most prime planets in the galaxy right now. And so a lot of people were kind of fighting for it because it would be worth a lot. Mm -hmm. They'd be able to get a lot of gel. And I, I like the idea that the aliens, quote unquote, were just hyper advanced humans. Mm -hmm. uh, and there wasn't really anything special about them other than they, they had this technology yeah, mastering of science and technology and the idea that they've they've seeded so many planets that it's almost like the idea like an infinite amount of monkeys on an infinite amount of typewriters would write like war and peace or something mm -hmm. it's just like because you've seeded so many planets even though the genetic code is almost infinite it's not it's not infinite so eventually you're going to get a copy of somebody else mm -hmm. and it just so happened that she was a genetic copy of the princess yeah i like that I think that's an interesting There's a lot idea. of things I like about it. Uh, so I think that like, this is an example. So this is done by the Wachowskis, mm -hmm. uh, which I think you might've mentioned already, but no, I didn't. They, were, they were tasked with like a little bit of the backstory, basically creating an original franchise. Like that was like the purpose of this movie was to be like, because everybody was, obviously they saw the bankability of like these sort of young adult fictions, I'm sure, but also because people were complaining about things all being based on books and like, you know, sequels and reboots. Right. They're basically like, I think the Wachowskis and the people that were footing the bill were basically like, okay, we want you to create an original franchise. Um, so there's a lot of stuff um, in it that, I think they tried to put too much in it, you know, like if like they, yeah, because there are some really interesting concepts. Like I really like the idea of everything you just said about like the aliens are actually humans and that humans on earth, like when they were basically like that sort of reveal, spoiler alert, when they're like talking about how the dinosaurs 
like they found Earth and they were yes. like, oh, this is yeah, a good yeah. planet. This would be a good planet to grow people on because it can support, look at all this life it's supporting. So they destroyed the dinosaurs. They wiped out, they caused They this created an extin extinction, extinction level yeah, event. Yeah, to, yeah. So that they could then, you know, which again, like people, I'm sure there's people that see this and because of the acting or the dialogue or the, the stuff that I'm sure we'll get to that's not good. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's stupid. But like, that's a crazy, that's a pretty cool concept. Like humans have become so advanced like consider agriculture that's essentially just a larger scale of agriculture where humans impose their will on the natural world yeah they will you know you'll clear a field for example so that you can then use the space that was pre you know before that occupied by grass or e whatever, grass or yeah. an ecosystem yeah, or yeah. like part of a forest you clear that just so that you can plant something to support you specifically or you and your family or so that you can make a living you know like right. that's so it's fascinating to think like, you know, there, again, there's just a lot of really interesting stuff at play. Like, you know, where, where, where do you draw the line? You know, like, is it considering that they just wiped out all life on a planet so that they could basically create a appropriate yeah. environment to grow something that they were then going to harvest at a later point. Well, they, they so they also um, make a lot of uh, social commentary on, like the whole harvesting thing yeah, and a class just, system yeah there's a class system and the the top don't really care about the people at the bottom which is like a pretty obvious one but it's also just like that uh in in order for these people to live forever they have to you know kill a bunch of lower beings yeah you know and it's almost to to them it's almost akin to us killing animals mm -hmm. for our sustenance the vegan argument right and so there's kind of, there's a bit of that. And then there's also a lot of talk about um, materialism, yeah. especially like throughout the movie, because Mila Kunis's character wants money and the dad's like, why? So you can buy dresses and, and like shoes and like these things that will temporarily make you happy because you, you're, you know, whatever. And she's mm -hmm. like, yeah, well, temporarily happy is better than not happy at all. Like, should I be... Should I be unhappy and saving my money? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But like, there's a bunch of interesting ideas that they kind of get into. And the, so there's a lot to like about this movie underneath. Yeah. The, the, the foundation was there yeah. for, you know, there's a lot of really interesting ideas at play. But um, then it just gets, it just goes off the rails almost immediately. Like, well, it's the small things that fuck it up. Channing like Tatum's the, the over, wolf ears? The overarching concept yeah. is brilliant. But then there's like all this... It's like they... Again, because I think they were tasked with like, okay, we need to create something entirely new. And they were so ambitious in having such a... We have to create a huge universe. Like, So the first thing that I thought was cool conceptually but started to fall apart was, yeah, so Channing Tatum's character is a human that was basically bred or like he's a human he's a he's a lichen he's like a human dog hybrid hybrid yeah. which the idea that you know this vastly superior scientifically human race starts splicing you know working with like gene splicing or something to like create hybrids well for, he's supposed to be a super soldier yeah he's, exactly but like to, for those reasons yeah. like that is an right. element of like other sci-fi things that i kind of like you know like the element of like okay well you know what is human and like let's 
yeah, yeah. And, but then it just got it's just weird like the way that they handled that and like well, we, sean bean is in this movie and he's part b right which is like like for to what end, like you know it's almost right. seemed like they just started throwing shit in there there's that elephant guy yeah like also, that makes no sense like why but it, and it, he like trumpets at one point right. and you're just like oh my god what but it could make sense the problem is yeah like, oh totally all of these like there's all these loose ends all these threads that are left dangling yeah. that are interesting concepts but are unexplored and so the problem is they they introduce all these all these ideas but don't don't follow don't up with solve them like why as you said why is he part b because if that came back at a point yeah awesome and also like why can mila kunis control insects for like a second and then it doesn't even matter like it helps her in <laughs> one situation and then never comes back again there's uh and yeah, that's right. that's part of the problem yeah uh one of the other notes i made was uh it just says check grind radio because channing tatum has these Those like shoes? gravity shoes that he skates on the air with like inline skating but through the air yeah which Again, like, I got to give credit for them really thinking outside the box in terms of, like, how can we make a sci-fi movie that has stuff in it that, like, has not been seen before? Right. And even if some of it comes across as really gimmicky or stupid, part of me is still like, okay, you know, they didn't just give him, a, like, an Iron Man suit, right. you know, or, like, a jet pack, you know? Like, it's like... I also the, thought the creature design in this was really good. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff in there. The uh, I, I have a note here that says that the des all of the design in that movie yeah. reminds me of StarCraft if they combined the Terran, the Zerg, and the Protoss. Sure. Like, all all of them. All of them together. Like, it was like the 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 people that were in charge of, like, the art direction for this movie. Mm -hmm. they, he was just like, yo, guy, I've been playing this game. <laughs> StarCraft, check this shit out. I'm like, oh, the Zerg look cool. Yeah, but we can't use that. Okay, the Protoss look pretty sweet too. Hmm. What if we combined the Protoss and the Zerg? Yeah, I like the dragon people, or whatever yeah. they were. Like that was yeah. But and but also I just mean like even the ships, they all looked like yeah. You know what I mean? Like everything seemed like it was literally a combination of all of those things. And uh, one thing I did think was cool. Another thing that I liked was the mecha design. Mm -hmm. I thought it was like original. Like the ships are like the the small like the fighter ships in this movie are almost like suits of armor more than they are traditional ships in that right. they you know like those those creepy guys which were like genuinely creepy those like alien the, the little alien gray yeah they yeah. look like gray alien sort of like with uh the limbs that bend like both ways and they're like pale and can yeah. turn invisible like that was pretty fucking creepy yeah, yeah. um but the ships that those guys fly, where they are like wings, like they look kind of like yeah, birds really, and they can like and, move and around. The, the wings kind of like reshape themselves. And, yeah. yeah. And they can like hover and stuff. That was cool. And then later in the movie, you see like a bigger version of those ships, like the good guy version of those ships, where right. Sean Bean and Chang Tatum get in those. It basically looks like a, like a traditional mecha suit, but with no arms or legs. And yeah. then all of these pieces kind of like float around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like a ship, but also kind of like a robot. Like, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So, that, like, there's lots of cool stuff. It's just not cohesive at all. Like, if you watch the movie from beginning to end, it, it's hard to, to... It's hard to follow. Yeah, and it's also like, yeah, it doesn't keep your attention either. Yeah, it's they're like, like... It's weird. So, this is something I was conflicted about. I'm always complaining about how movies treat the audience like morons. Yeah. You know? 
or there's a lot of exposition or they explain everything away or people react in a way that is like, you know, as a kid growing up, every movie I watched where there was like somebody who was hesitant to go on an adventure sure. drove me nuts. Cause like, you know, maybe as a kid, you're like growing up, you're going to school, you know, you play video games, you read books. There's all these exciting worlds out there and you feel like, I mean, at least I did, if you were ever given the opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, to like, like if somebody, if, if an alien showed up, a friendly alien was like, Hey, I need your help. I need your help. We're going on an adventure. You know, any type of movie or something where somebody's like, Oh, I don't know. I'm like that fucking, are you kidding me? So this movie, she accepts everything blindly, immediately and blindly, which is like, okay, that's refreshing, I guess. But like, it's almost so much so that it, it makes she well they shoehorn she a become, love interest yeah oh uh, fucking nowhere. don't even get me started on the love interest okay but here here's the thing don't okay. even get me started we're really going off the rails now now we're going in on this movie we, we were talking about a lot of things that were really good but like fuck there's a, there's a lot of stuff that uh, ultimately if you want to watch two hours of somebody almost signing a contract several times <laughs> this movie is for you because there yeah. are there are many moments where someone is about to sign a document and the other person crashes in to stop them. Like not just once. You know, yeah. that happens sometimes in a movie like imagine it was a wedding movie and, and someone's about to get married and, and at the last second before the person says I do, the other person runs in and says, Wait, like whatever. Like yeah. it's it's that happens those like kinds two of two or three times yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Several several times. Three times. Yeah. When she's donating her eggs when she's about to get married and when she is about to uh, abdicate her yeah. position. Uh, so what else I got here? Uh, wait, he's a werewolf. Uh, escalates really quickly. Yo, they explain away the witnesses really quickly. When they're like, she's like, what? People won't, oh, like, it's a, it's- we destroyed half of Chicago? People are going to remember that. And he's just like, no they're already being erased or whatever. Yeah. Like he just literally explains it away in a sense. Doesn't explain how they do it. It's just like we brainwash people and we rebuild things in seconds. Well, so it's like some, what? some men in black style shit. Yeah, but like they do, but they don't even go into that much detail. It's literally they're driving away from Chicago in a car and she's like, how so, do people not are not, not going to notice that we just destroyed half of the city in an epic space battle? And he's just like, oh, they're taking care of it. Like people are just, don't worry. I don't, I don't I didn't mind that what I did mind though was the sheer amount of like wanton destruction that they reap on the city must kill hundreds of people okay? that's what I mean yeah and so like I can understand no but like if it was just a bunch of surface damage or ships f- like flying around shooting at each other over a city like er- erasing their knowledge of it is one thing but like yeah. when people die and are not coming back you can't just be like Today never happened. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, we're like, where's my sister? The top of the yeah, the top of the Sears Tower was gone. Yeah, it's just gone. Uh, and that happened really fast. It just s like it was crazy. Yeah. It was like, okay, we're beaming up. Oh wait, no, here come some ships. Okay, now Chicago is a war zone. Yeah. A um, lot of people from Sense Eight in this uh, in this movie. I don't know if you noticed that. I didn't. I haven't watched it. Yeah, a lot um, of actors from Sense Eight in this. But yeah, there was there was a lot of um let me let me throw something at you. I think the Wachowskis are not good at making extraordinarily large like almost larger than life epic films. Mm-hmm. So you you look at the, the Matrix mm-hmm. and it's based in in reality sort of. 
you know, it's based in, in our lives, our everyday lives. And like, mm-hmm. okay, it, it does get larger than life. Like we're living in a simulation and it's actually the future and there's all these things, but like you don't know it's a simulation and there's all these uh, interesting ethical questions. But most of the movie is about, I mean, I guess you could make the same argument about this film that's about like a, a regular everyday person. But the problem is that like, I don't know, for, for whatever reason, The Matrix just feels more grounded. If you look at like well, this yeah. this movie or I mean, forget about Revelations and the other Matrix Reloaded, the, those were garbage. So, but if you look at those, okay, look at those movies, look at Cloud Atlas, look at this movie and they, they take uh, an interesting concept and blow it up so large, so much larger than life that it's like not relatable. Yeah. The, the whole Neo Matrix thing is, is it's, it's like almost unrelatable but it's just close enough that you're like that could be anybody yeah you know that could be anybody waking up from their boring everyday life Mm -hmm. whereas this is just like royal families fighting in space all this crazy shit yeah like so to end yeah and 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 the way that it ends because i think they were probably hoping that they would be able to build off of this right like they were creating like a new cinematic universe at the end when it's just like uh so are you gonna tell your family and she's like that i own the earth nah like they think i'm crazy and i'm like in my head i'm like that means it like you know the way they set it up there's this massive scope right like ostensibly there's more other royal families or more corporations and governments and the galaxy is like massive because that's kind of what they do but they're just like earth is really valuable and then the way the movie just ends is like, well, I guess it just defers to because of everything just that just happened, even though they hint at all the legality and all of the like contracts and stuff. It's just like, oh, yeah, they, yeah, they, just, they talk a lot about bureaucracy in this movie, too. And like the inefficiency of government. Yeah, which there's, there's a lot of cool shit in there. The, the, the whole idea of even harvesting humans is very similar to the Matrix and the machines having like the, yep. you know, using the humans as batteries. But there are like some genuinely interesting like wrapped in the goofiness of Channing Tatum's wolf ears and like the over the top action, there's a lot of like. Well, okay. Another but... thing I really like. One one more thing. Yeah. That just kind of we've only sort of touched on, conceptually that I think is cool is the idea that like. You know, you can make the argument that a, a, a universe like Star Wars, you're like, okay, you have the Empire and and the Republic, you know. Right. But I like the idea that in a future where there are this many billions of humans and humans have been around for this many millennia, you yeah. know, like um, that it's sort of like the logical evolution of how things are run comes down to class and corporations. It's like basically like the galaxy is run by the strongest, most powerful families who are royalty, but basically they're just they're royalty the, because they're rich. Because they're rich, and because they're corporate, like their company, like their holdings. You know, they talk a lot about right. holdings and the all of these legal issues. So I think the reason why royalty comes into it is because it's a uh, it, it, it's like a um, patriarch, not patriarchal system. It's a uh, what's it called? Fuck when um, nepo, nepotistic, I guess system where where. The, the way the corporations work is it's passed down right. from from parent to child. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's like a logical... It's like even, you know, even though it's terrible, like Iron Fist, you know, Danny Rand has 
a, he has stakes in his family's company that's being run by somebody else. But like the whole idea of like, um, you know, a nest egg or building a legacy for your family, but like extrapolating it by l- when people can live, you know, like 19,000 years. Right. Um, and it's, that's not unusual. And like, so just over generations and thousands and thousands of years, it's not like the, the world has just become like, okay, there's one emperor that, I mean, that we know of as it's explained in this movie or like, you know, it's just like a bunch of species, alien species, like coexisting yeah. in basically a giant, like unimaginably vast capitalist system mm-hmm. that has like, is so big that the bureaucratic, like the the part where they're trying to like get her confirmed or whatever, confirm her heritage or yeah. her, is like this. I, that was one of my favorite parts actually. Yeah, it was is awesome. And so there's like, there's like a lot of really interesting stuff here that is just a shame that other parts of the movie fell so flat or that it wasn't executed really well because I can honestly say like with a couple tweaks and if the movie had just been a better movie, yeah, I would be interested in knowing more about this universe. Sure. Like it's, 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 uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. One, one other thing I really hated in this that I think is way overused in movies is convenient environmental mercy killings. Right. Like where the main character's hands are clean because like some guy just like fell off something. Fell off yeah. something. It's like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to let the environment do it kind of thing. Like it's like, yeah. okay, like this guy, you know, just fucking just do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's not going to make me. I get why it's a thing, like why it's like a trope, but right. You know, it. you've just watched two and a half hours of movie with this person you know you're not going to be like oh but are they a good person if they kill an evil tyrant that has been liquefying people and you know threaten their family just like a murder you know what i mean like it's like i'm better than you it's like no well no i mean you're still not saving the guy so you might as well you know and she like she starts off so promising when she's fucking like hitting him with the pipe and you're like sticks her finger in like the bullet hole and you're just like oh shit this is yeah. fucking Mila Kunis stepping up. And then she's just like, no. And he just falls. It's, I'm not your not mother. satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, honestly, the problem with uh, the, this Wachowski film, uh, as opposed, and, and like everything that's not the Matrix, essentially, is like there's no real weight to it. Like, I, did you, at any point, did you actually care if they succeeded? No, because they built a galaxy so vast that it almost make you, you don't you're not invested in Earth at any point in that movie. You're just like, oh, these guys what this guy's saying kinda makes sense. But I mean, that's also probably just my worldview, but it was just kinda like I was like But you're also not invested in the characters. Yeah. You're like, oh, you ha- your holdings are thousands of planets and right now we're just focusing on one because you happen to pick Mila Kunis as a character. Yeah. Well, what about all of the other worlds? You know? Like mm-hmm. they're still liquefying people all across the galaxy you know what i mean right like i'm sure there's other vintages of planet and uh stopping this one family is not going to stop that process from happening clearly right which is probably ostensibly what the other movies would have been about had they made more yeah i i imagine that like they would have gone on some sort of crusade to stop the harvesting of of innocent lives or whatever and i think that would have been an interesting could have been an interesting film yeah 
But yeah, interesting questions. It does kind of bring to mind that matrix thing. Like if you're in a program and you're happy and you don't know that it's not reality and you live your entire life powering something else as a battery, yeah, is that really so bad? Right. You know? Well, I, so again, I mean, we can we could get into the matrix if you want, but the one thing that I love about that film is like they gave people an ideal world and they just kept rejecting it yeah. because it was like not... It's not feasible for us to live in a perfect world, so it has to be imperfect for us to kind of be okay with it. And yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. Also, there's a there's some of the world's leading minds think that we just live in a simulation, mm-hmm. just like right now. All right, let's uh, let's do move on to recommendations, maybe. Sure. Do you have any? I have two. Hit me. Uh. One is Baby Driver. Yeah. Because I just saw it. It's not really like, I guess, I don't even know if it's a good recommendation. I think a lot of people have seen it. Thoroughly enjoyed it, though. Uh, So that's just kind of like a little like, yo, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen that movie, go check it out in theaters now. Um, Mm -hmm. My other recommendation is the new Tyler Crater album. Okay. Flower Boy. Okay. Which was originally rumored to be called Scumfuck Flower Boy. <laughs> Interesting. But, but, okay, so I don't want to get into a conversation, at least not right now, about, uh, I don't know, like ethics and music. I think I've had I've had the discussion with a lot of people. I haven't really been on the Tyler Creator bandwagon for a long time because I didn't agree with a lot of his perspectives. And uh, Why, what did I miss here? He's just a very polarizing person. He's always been very offensive. Okay. You know, and like the like the particularly uh, with relation to the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. a lot of other musicians have spoken out against his language and both in his music and in just like you know at concerts and shows, like saying he's very homophobic and hate you know spewing a lot of hateful speech directed at that community. And his response has always been very um, kind of like flippant. Like, it's, like, between just being, like, fuck you, but also I'm not like that in a hmm. way. I don't know. It's, like, okay. a whole, it's honestly, like, there's a, nut, there's a lot to unpack there, although a lot of people would just come down on one side of the fence or the other. Sure. Um, that aside, and the rumors that this is actually a coming out album aside. Is, is that true? I don't know if it's true, but that's what a lot of people have been talking about on the internet. I haven't really made a sort of decision on it, and I don't think he said anything about it. I think it's mostly... You, you never know with him is the point, you know, like yeah. he trolls people so much that that's sort of the, but I just have, we've been listening to it a lot, uh, at the studio and, um, just, just musically and like the raps and stuff and like the features that are on there. Like it's, I don't know. It's like an enjoyable, it's an enjoyable record. Um, the music videos that have been released so far are pretty fun and very in keeping with the sort of odd future you know Tyler the Creator vibe he's got he basically is like Adult Swim embodied I feel like in a rapper you know okay like that's kind of like he like you could tell he's like raised on that yeah and it shows in his music so um yeah I think of all of the records of his that I've listened to it's probably the one I've listened to the most or enjoyed the most so far Mm -hmm. so um yeah I think it's worth checking out if you've never really been a fan or even if you think that he is a horrible human being, I almost suggest 
giving it a shot because there is, I think, lyrically some interesting stuff. And as usual, he alludes to past battles that he's had over controversy, um, you know, over his opinions on, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's heavy. It's almost like, I feel like there's almost enough there that we could do an use, episode, do an episode, uh, uh, like do a hidden gem or you got a lot or both for, for his older albums, because right. I do think he's kind of an interesting, interesting figure, whether you love him or you hate him. So yeah, maybe we can, uh, up a Tyler Crater song. I ain't got time. Oh, okay, that's, that's a fucking sweet one. He uses a sample, of delight sample. Nice. So I got several recommendations for us this week, but I'm only gonna give one. I'll save one for next week. A lot of them are TV show related. You know, I asked you if you'd seen X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I think I know where you're going with this. You don't. Let me throw something at you. It's Amazon per- Prime TV show. Okay, yeah. Everyone, That's a curveball. Everyone needs to check it the fuck out because it's amazing. Um, it's called Goliath. It is uh, written by David E. Kelly. His return to the courtroom dramas, if you've seen, I don't know, The Practice, I think was his. And um, Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, it's not anything like any of those shows. This is a high quality, could be Netflix, HBO, whatever. Prime is apparently uh, primed to, you know, take the stage in this whole Stepping thing. Up. But uh, Goliath, star- starring uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Interesting. As a former high-powered attorney turned alcoholic who... Uh, the backstory is, and I, I won't give away too much of the movie because, uh, sorry, the, the show, because I think that uh, you should check it out. But the idea is that he is a high powered, he was a very charismatic, high powered criminal attorney who helped a murderer stay out of jail. And then that murderer went on to murder uh, a family, two, the two adults and three children. And he just couldn't handle, he couldn't handle it. Like that was the straw that broke the camel's back sort of deal. Left this giant firm and became an alcoholic. And then the this is so many years later. Uh, time has kind of ca- caught up with him. He works out of a, his like office. He has two, an adjoin, two adjoining hotel rooms in Los Angeles that he lives out of. And the attached hotel bar is where he works out of. Um, and so he's like a total fucking messy. He like does like hit and run cases and just like bullshit, whatever law just to like make ends meet. He's like friends with hookers and some crazy thing happens though, doesn't it? So what happens is he's uh, at court dealing with something and another attorney says, Hey, you're, you know, John Smith, whatever his name is. I can't remember. You used to be this guy, whatever. And he's like, yeah, no, that wasn't me. Like, fuck off. Um, but she's like, no, no, this was you. And I have a, I have a, a case that I, I want to plead out, but I don't really do, deal with that sort of law, um, civil law. It, and it's against your old firm. That's still like a, a giant firm. So they're the Goliath, so to speak, with all the resources. And then it turns out that this case isn't just a simple plead out like, you know, we'll settle for a million dollars and go fuck off. Like there's, uh, he finds out that there's more to it and he's kind of like a dog with a bone. Mm. And so it's Billy Bob Thornton. It's uh, William Hurt. Who, wow. Uh, Who's dead. Who, yes. Who was his uh, his 
the partner that he started the firm with. And what's interesting is there's a dynamic in that um, William Hurt thinks, you know, he's, he has something to prove because uh, Billy Bob Thornton's character was always the dynamic, like interesting boy. one. Yeah. And this guy wasn't. And so he's happy that Billy is taking on this case so that he can, like, once and for all beat him. But what's interesting is Billy doesn't take the case to show up his old firm. He's, like, invested in in the uh, in the case itself. Hmm. But there's a dynamic going on where the other lawyer thinks it's, a, it's like a pissing contest. And so it gets... I don't know. There's there's a lot of subtle things that go on there, but like, yeah, um, there's a lot of known actors. I definitely would suggest checking it out. It's eight episodes, I think. Uh, there's probably going to be a second season because I think this one did pretty well. Cool. So yeah, I, I also I, I started to dig into all these weird like online only TV shows. So this did is, you hear the news? What's that? True Detective season three. Yeah, Mahershala Ali. Yep. Oh, ready. Okay, and with that. Keep loving it. Yeah, keep loving it. I gotta go watch. I ain't got time for these niggas. Better throw a watch at the door. Have my boys in this bitch looking like a seminar. Talking too much, fuck a boy. I ain't got time for these bitches. Better throw a clock at these hoes. Had these hoes in this bitch looking for a water hose. Who the fuck talking too much, fuck a boy. I ain't got time. Boy, I need a Kleenex. How I got this far, boy. I can't believe it that I got this car, so I took scenic. Passenger walk, boy. I look like River Phoenix first. Happy birthday! You bitch ass nigga, yup, I'm thirsty. The little shots that you threw, they ain't hurt me. Fuck with your bitch ass in the first place, I ain't got time. For these niggas, better throw a watch at the door. Have my boys in this bitch looking like a seminar. Who the fuck you talking to, motherfucker, boy? I ain't got time. For these bitches, better throw a clock at these hoes. Had these hoes in this bitch looking for a water hose. Who the fuck you talking to, motherfucker, boy? Next I ain't got time. Be so proud of me. Got they style for me. I bet they all looking from the crowd at me. And if I ask them, they about me. But you a house nigga, so you don't know how that shit go. With my big lips and my big nose and my big dick and my short hair. Cause you already know I slow my shit grow. Hey. Over here, shout out to the gods. Hey. And I just handle all my business like a chessboard. Hey. And at the rock boys, that's my motherfucking set, boy. Hard put a swallow hey. like some thick soda. Walk weird, cause my pockets look like thick Yoda. With a Skywalker, hey. riding around solar. Anakin skin sprite in my tent cola. Getting neck from the ball like some big shoulder. Till I bust like that nine in your heat holster. Everything I say is hot, hey. bitch. I speak toaster. And I'm bread orthodox like I eat kosher. Shout out to the they gave a big loafer, green bread, got me chillin' like a clean sofa It's that thick old hey. young Millie T, young fuckers, black boy, oh silly me hey. Better talk shit, cause I'm either in my cons or my golf shit hey. Pants got a little flood, nigga, pipe down I'm a little boozy, little boozy, where I wipe down hey. I ain't got time, yeah, right now Cause niggas dying every day and I ain't like brown And ID ain't wanna hey. give a nigga no power So I went and did a 12-page spread and pull, nigga, I ain't got time hey.
Listen, man, I'm that boy. All you little niggas clones, boy, I feel that boy. You better kill that noise. Turn around and be Matt Root when they see that boy with them biggers and I got two. Hey, bitch.